listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Albert Yes, Alan? Why are there copies of the style section on the plate? Do you, you have a dog? A little chow or something? <laughs> no, Alan. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 87, Huey released this for their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics. But they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! Welcome to the One Tech Podcast, episode 32. We are back. We don't have a guest this week, guys. What? What? What is going on? Nobody wants to talk American Psycho with us. I love how, yeah, nobody wants to talk American Psycho, but we literally just, on I think last Thursday, we're like, you want to just watch American Psycho? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think I sent the card scene. I was like, we have to do this movie. Oh, God. It has a watermark. It has a watermark. It has a watermark. <laughs> Even has, look at the subtle thickness of it. Um, <laughs> All the off-whites. Yeah. It's that's what this bone. movie That's what this movie should be called, the off-whites. Off-whites. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, yes. That works on so many levels. It does. It really does. It's right. nuanced. <laughs> so in case you haven't figured it out, we are doing American Psycho this week. How are we feeling? How are we doing? Let's start with Caitlin. What? Oh, how wow. Are, how are we I'm, doing? Actually, and let's start with this. You like this book, though. So, I love like, this you book. agreed immediately. Yeah. No, and I love this movie. Like, for very, I feel like, on, like, on genre. Like, I don't know. I feel like this is part of my, like, weird, make you feel bad. Very on brand for you. Yeah, it's on brand. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it. I, like, read it when I was, like, 15 because I love satire. And the only thing I will say is I feel like the ending is slightly more satisfying in the book, but we can get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same ending. It's just, I think... It plays different on paper. It, it just reads differently. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. How's everyone else? Yeah, Jake, uh, tell us about your background, if you will. <laughs> Not about your Zoom background. I mean, about, about your life. I was like, went back... My background is the greatest scene of this movie, as will be the continuing theme now that we do YouTubes. Actually, give us your um, testimony. Um, Jake, every single white dude in America would disagree with you that that's the best scene in the movie. The best scene in the movie is when he's fucking those two girls. The prostitute looking at flexing. Every dude in America wants to recreate that scene. Christy, just, get on all fours. <laughs> oh no! Uh, that's so Don't just strange. sit there. Eat it. Uh, <laughs> stare, just stare at it. Eat it. <laughs> um, man, I don't, I don't, I'm I'm doing good today. Uh, shout out to sponsor the pod, HelloFresh, for sending my HelloFresh to Chicago. Um, it was recently <laughs> packaged in Arlington, Texas, which is 30 minutes away from me. So how FedEx screwed that up is beyond me. But always else, I'm good. 
Some family in Chicago is like, score? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Food for the week. <laughs> I talked to customer service. It's like, hey, so I'm going to need a new box and maybe a refund. And they're like, no, no, no. It's still going to be fresh. I was like, this isn't going to come to me till Thursday. I don't want food that's been sitting in a box. It's flown twice. It's still going to be fresh, but like it's... four day old fresh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's fresh, man. Dex, uh, new computer. Hell Same yeah. old problems. I mean, Same old problems. I was actually able to restart it in like, I don't know, 30 seconds as opposed to three minutes. Like it took on my old computer. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Um, Doesn't sound like Jedin's probably taking off. Yeah, we're looking up. <laughs> you know, things are going great. Uh, it's not a laptop that I stole from my old job. So like there's no VPN <laughs> on it or anything like that. Uh, that was a rough situation. Um, yeah, we out here. MacBooking it up. Let's go. Thank you, uh, all of our Patreon subscribers for, um, <laughs> no, just kidding. We don't have that many followers, but the, uh, the ones that do know what's up. Um, they're yeah. like, no, just kidding. We're on only fans. <laughs> like... No, just kidding. Premium Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nothing really going on for me. Kind of started a new role at work. So off at like five thirty. So that was interesting. Um, had to wake up early this morning. That was also interesting. Yuck. But, ugh, it's the worst, right? Having to do jobs. I love how Dex put on Twitter today. He's like, who came up with work? This shit is trash, bro. Like, nobody likes this. Nobody is like, you know what I want to do? A fucking job every single day. So I, I can- don't know. <laughs> I feel like there are, like, those dudes. And I feel like this ties in really well with American Psycho. Who, like, literally their Instagram accounts are literally just... Rise and grind, am I right? Oh. Morning hustle. My job is my life. Like, who needs I, see, love? I am but fulfilled by my career. People, those people like having money, but like, yeah. if money wasn't attached to work, nobody no, would have love, ever attached it to that. No, like, that's just a dumb the, concept. They love the notion of the hustle. I think, and like the grind. Like, I think they. Like but they don't really. Being, they like people no thinking that they like that's, the grind. They, no, that's they like the mean. flex. Like, they like, they the like the notion flex. of the grind. Right. Like, I wake uh, up at four in the morning to lift weights and then go to the gym. Their I mean, fetish is making sure <laughs> you know that they are better than you, even though they're just as crappy, slobby as you are. Yeah, but they're real estate agents. No, <laughs> okay. because they're always it's always, it's always just like Charles the realtor will pop up on your Facebook. You're like, I don't know. I've never seen this guy in my it's, life. Literally, it's always a real estate agent or it's a car salesman. Like, those are the two people that rise and grind. Enterprise I just, training. <laughs> I just woke up, had sex with my hot wife, <laughs> went to the gym all before 5 a.m. <laughs> and sold a condo, bro. What are you doing? Which also makes me think you woke up your hot wife at five in the morning. Yeah, she was totally, she was totally into it. <laughs> this Man, now it's girl. we're just describing Adam Scott from Step Brothers now. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't had a carb in years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dane Cook, twenty minutes pay per view. Let's go. <laughs> Dane Cook. Um. We have mentioned no. Dane Cook so many times on this podcast. I fucking love <laughs> Dane, Dane Cook. <laughs> Don't be that person. Dane Cook. Better no, no. Dane Cook back in the day was hilarious, and you know it. I there love is like, I was in middle school, There is like absolutely. a two-year pe- two period where you were listening to on your iPod Nano the entire <laughs> the entire uh, 
uh, oh, I can't even remember now. The <laughs> the entire album. Wasn't one of the albums Sufi? Yeah, it was like that. And yeah. uh, But you were listening to all those albums, and you were listening to, like, Hit by a Car, and you were listening to uh, Stung by Bees and things yeah. like that. You, you thought Jessica Alba could act. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Damn. Chuck. Historically, go look up. Good luck, Chuck. Historically, has some of the worst <laughs> reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it has like a five percent. It's awful. <laughs> Employee of the month is superb, though. She's superb. Good at TikTok, though. She's, she's good, good at mom TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, she's Get a good TikTok. TikTok dancer. Get off of it. It's not Vine. <laughs> uh, it's not tell, useful. Get off of it. Dax has a take that it's better than Vine. It's Road so much better than Vine. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope it does. The um, they were roommates. They were oh roommates. God, they were roommates. Um, and just speaking of the, thanks. thanks. Oh my God, we're just <laughs> free shavakadu. Uh, <laughs> uh, Let's just the, keep quoting that. Right. And call it comedy. We're yeah. funny because we know references. Speaking of uh, speaking of vines, he's now on YouTube. You were talking about the rise and grind guys. Go look up uh, Cody Co on YouTube. Free plug kombucha? for that. The well, the, com- guy? the kombucha guy, but also the rise morning routine by oh, Cody I've Co, where they go one. where they go through that guy. His name's Dre Drexler, and they yep. go through his morning routine. It's like every morning. I wake up and it's literally like I do some meditation and it's like the American Psycho thing where he's like, I usually I use a sham I use a lemon body scrub and then is I it, use it and he's just like it's the same the, thing. Is that the one where it's like they keep saying that he drinks cum? Because there's one of the the morning routine ones that they make ew. fun of. They're like, ew! You're drinking Camus powder. Oh. That's it. <laughs> Uh, Freaking weirdos. The so yeah, go look up that. Anyway, American Psycho. Mm-hmm, we're doing a movie American today. Psycho. Um, let me look up American Psycho really quickly. This movie is twenty years old, if you can believe it. Um, I can. I definitely can. You definitely can. Well, <laughs> it's based in like the late eighties or early nineties, correct? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yuppie culture. Yeah. So uh, American Psycho came out in two thousand. Uh, surprise, surprise. This is rated R. Um, for what puppy stomping <laughs> it got the uh, it originally got the death kiss it got the nc-17 i wonder what they cut out of it i don't think they did cut out a lot um director mary i forgot what her last name Karen. is Karen. yeah like lobbied fucking hard and eventually got it to go through but it was like a super limited release it's probably yeah. just like some genitalia or something like that probably like, <laughs> yeah I mean, Christian Bale's see, pubes, NC-17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. They're I just bet. too hot to handle. I bet Christian Christian Bale hung dong in this. There's no way he I, doesn't. I, yeah, I, I, I'm more than willing to bet he was, like, fine when they initially approached him. He's like, yeah, you want me to do full frontal? Let's go. Christian Bale is hot as fuck. And he I knows look he's hot great. As fuck. I look fantastic. Are you kidding me? Sure. Like, I don't care. Um <laughs> So yeah, this was actually a very quick movie, uh, hour and forty-one minutes long, which good. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. it should not have been any longer than that. A wealthy New York City investment banking executive, Patrick Bateman, hides his alternate psychotic ego from his coworkers and friends as he delves deeper into into his violent, hedonistic fantasies throughout. <clears throat> Jesus Christ! Sorry. <laughs> Whoa, that was. We're that not was cutting deep. it. That was deep. 
Um, director Mary Heron uh, was written by, based on a novel by Brent. Oh, Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, it was also written by Mary Heron as well. Stars Christian Bale, uh, Justin Thoreau, Josh Lucas. A lot of later heavy hitters in this movie, actually. Yeah. Um, Justin Thoreau, Josh Lucas, Bill Sage is just. Uh... Oh no, no, sorry, Matt Ross as Lewis, who oh, he was just I. He looked unsettling in this movie to me. Um, Bill Sage is David Van Patten, Chloe Sevigny. Uh, Sevigny, right? Sevigny, yeah. Is it? Let a butcher yeah. the names. Let a butcher the names. Uh, Reese's with with her spoon. With her spoon. Without her spoon. No, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, the queen. In an early, the queen. The god mm. in an early mm. role. Mm. Um, Matt Ross, as I said, Jared Leto, and just a random like two minute performance by Willem Dafoe. Yep. He's okay. good in it, though. He is very good. I mean, he just look. He's the most Willem Dafoe Willem Dafoe has ever been in this movie, <laughs> just staring crazy. Uh, but it was on a $7 million budget. It cumulative world gross of $34 million. So it didn't do very well. Uh, but it has since gained, of course, like a cult following. I should mention this has a 7.6 on IMDb. Um, a nice, folks, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Uh, but nice. an 85% uh, audience score from this movie as well out of 300,000 user ratings on this movie. Um, yeah, I don't think critics initially liked it, and I think they've gone back and been like, oh, okay, it was a joke. But um, they've initially gone back on that. Uh, so let's let's start. We'll go back up, bottom to top. Dex, go ahead. What was your uh, ratings reviews? <sighs> so I've struggled with how to do this. I gave it a B plus on Twitter initially after watching it for the first time. But the more that I think about it, the more that I hate the ending of this movie. <laughs> um, I feel like the ending is super duper trash. And maybe that's because this is like definitely not a 2020 movie. Like not in the sense that like it's problematic or anything like that, but just like the conclusions that you come to are just so obvious to people our age watching this movie for the first time in 2020 that it like feels pointless. But like in 2000 might've been some revolutionary commentary. I don't know. But like watching this movie for the first time in 2020, you're like, I mean, fucking duh. Like the rich wall street guys are crazy. We all have like these violent urges in our mind. We shouldn't act on them. Great. Thanks. Duh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't like the ending, but the rest of the movie was fun as fuck. So I'll give it like a, like a soft B at this point. Like, I don't know. It, it's good. It's not great. B. B. A B movie starring Jerry Seinfeld. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm, thanks guys. This has been a great podcast. I'm leaving now. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. We'll end on that joke. We'll end it on this joke. Uh, Jake, what did you give it? Uh, I, this is an A for me. I love this movie. I've loved this movie since I first saw it um, in college. This is a movie that my tattoo artist and I have bonded over. Shout out, Justin. You'll never listen to this. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, no, I mean, it, it is a great movie. I will agree with Dex, and I think 
Caitlin will be there too. Uh, the ending is trash. It's not the book ending. Um, Mary Howard, I keep forgetting her last name, uh, has come Mary out and Hard said that Baylor. she. There we go. <laughs> Mary Hard, the University U-M-H-B. of Mary Hard Baylor. Man, nobody, nobody that was involved uh, tertiary to this film supports it. Whitney Houston refused to have any of her songs part of it. Huey Lewis removed all of his songs from the soundtrack. Nobody wanted a part of this. Um, no, the, the Mary, what, what, what's her last name? It's an H. Herod? Herod. 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 Herod thank you. Um, she did come out and say that she regrets the ending and that she la- hates that it was left uh, pretty obvious that um, and as less vague as it is in the book. And that's kind of the biggest fault of this movie is that the ending is meh. But everything else is great. I mean, I'm sure most of it was intentional comedy, but if it wasn't, the unintentional comedy of this movie is fantastic. Uh, Christian Bale basing this entire performance off tom cruise is fantastic uh, what? Yeah. yeah so when christian when christian bale was first approached about this when he started doing research about how would patrick bateman be he saw some interview of tom cruise on late night and he's like this guy is so enthusiastic on the outside but if you look into his eyes he's like completely dead and cold which makes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which makes total sense. And I think at the time, Bale and Cruz like shared an apartment building in New York, so they ran into each other a couple of times. Um, I don't know, like it, it's it's a great film. It's a movie that like if you know it, you quote it all the time. The memes still exist, even if you don't know the movie. It's it's great. It's it's a good. It's not even like a psychological thriller because it's not even there yet. Like it's just it's a good. I don't know how to define this. It's not a horror movie either. It's just good. I think it's back good in without classifying it, was, it. Yeah, I think back in 2000, it was more of a psychological thriller that people yeah. were like maybe surprised by the end of it where they were like, oh, whoa, what the hell? But like, I, I think I think now it's more, and I think, I hope this is what they're going for where people are like, oh, this is like a parody. It's satire. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, almost yeah. like, a, it's a satire of, uh, I don't know. Go it's ahead. also part the book is part of a movement called transgressive fiction um that Chuck Palahniuk was also part of so Fight Club is also supposed to be part of that genre Please um, school us academic Yeah <laughs> Do you like do comedy by chance <laughs> Um this is like my favorite literary movement but yeah transgressivism is a response to yuppie culture and actually the AIDS crisis mm-hmm. Um so it's essentially that everything you see is consumerism, but also everyone's fucking dying. Um, so it's like this like glossy coat of the Reagan economy, but like underneath it, like the underbelly of American society is just death. Right. Um, so that's what Brad Easton Ellis is coping with. Same with like Chuck Palahniuk and like Fight Club dealing with toxic masculinity and violence. They talk about a lot of those things in passing conversations between yeah. like cocaine and drinks and things like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's de- and it's even more interwoven in the book. Like even though dyslexia is contagious. <laughs> I don't think that's contagious. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> This is what I'm saying by, like, this is not a movie to watch for the first time in 2020 because, like, all of that just seems so obvious to us now. Like, yeah. Just watching it for the first time, you're like, fucking duh. Like, But, yeah, at the time, though, this is fucking crazy and revolutionary. <laughs> and, like, they're doing shit 
in transgressive fiction that like no one had done before like the unsettling scenes like literally beating a dog to death mm. like in front of stabbing you stabbing a homeless man like, yeah Ooh. it's to make you be like fuck that actually is happening and like mm. 1980s was also the rise of the serial killer 1970 to 1980 so it's like that's also part of that obsession it's when they started to be able to define it correct yes okay that's correct. So, I mean, the overall, I mean, I know you love the book, but overall, what do you think about this? Is this an A for you or is this a B? Yeah, like, what this. is it? I love yeah. this movie. <laughs> um, it's an A. It's a, like, I don't know. I think the ending, yeah. So in the book, it's a way more ambiguous ending. Um, the literal ending, if I remember correctly, the ending scene in the book is literally he's staring at an exit and it says this is not an exit. Not an exit, mm-hmm. which yeah. is also in the film. Is it on this right. film? I don't remember yeah. seeing it. It's hidden. It's uh, there's a shot of the lawyer and he's when he's delivering the monologue, but right next to the lawyer is a bathroom, and above the bathroom door is the sign that says "This is not an exit." Oh shit! But okay, I for can, being I such can... an important moment, like they hid it in the background That's where so if you're not looking me. or if you didn't know it, it's just like, oh, okay, there's like a little blooper or not a blooper, I've seen a little this Easter movie, egg for like, you. Maybe upwards of ten times, and I've never noticed that. That's super crazy to me. Yeah, it's. It, is that the same thing with the painting, like where the guy is? Uh, this is not a. This is not a pipe, or this is not an apple. Like what? you're talking about, like is it like the same as like a Magritte painting? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Um, I think it's more of like you can't get out of this. Like this is that was me it. trying to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think because the one thing that Bateman's trying to do the entire movie is get out of this yuppie culture, right? Like to a certain extent, like that's what he's. But he feeds into it all the time and yeah. he's trying to escape it yeah. and the whole point is like there is literally no escape from this mm-hmm. like and everything you're doing just feeds into it like all the violence is yuppie culture and capitalism and consumerism um i also they kept a line and i only caught it like maybe the third time i watched it and i had already read the book but one of my favorite lines is when he fucks up with mer- uh, mergers and acquisitions and he calls it murders and executions mm-hmm. um I don't know. They kept a lot of stuff. I like it. I'll give it an A. I like this movie mm. a lot. <laughs> this one in Fight Club. I think they're like often misunderstood films and mostly men like it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of the reason I like it. I like movies that people like, I think, despite the author's intentions. <laughs> Hookers and blow and crunches, bro. Whoa. They're like, hell yeah, that's a life I want to lead and some murder it- some bitches. Dude, you want to do some crunches to Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Nothing pumps me up more. I just got a poster <laughs> that's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, chainsaw scene. And I'm going to put it in my apartment. I'm really excited. That's one of my favorite cinematic scenes. All right. I'm pumped. That's, I'm like, me uh, too, Patrick. That's going to be... Ba- Patrick Bateman just likes serial killers. He's just like me. Yeah, you... No, he doesn't mm. like... He is one. No, he's not. Also- Excuse in me, this, ma'am. In the film, I think it's pretty accepted he's not actually a serial killer, but like, I don't what? Know. Okay, we're gonna have to get it. Okay. I disagree with that. I don't know. I don't know if this movie's as smart as it thinks that it is at times. It's not. I I do think that what Heron was going, she Heron knew what she was going for mm-hmm. with it, and I think Bale bought into it too as well. And I think most of the men in this bought into it as well. Um, I saw a review of it that said it wastes its women. And I don't know if that's true, 
because of just who this is about and what the character study is about. But like, I don't. Yes, I think you could do more with uh, Chloe Sevigny or Sevigny or whatever her name is, and and Reese Witherspoon. I think you could do more with those characters, um, and they play pivotal roles. But I I feel like most of the men bought into what this was. Uh, I think their subordinated role in the film is like part of the point, right? You think so? Yeah, yeah. like they—they're not actual characters. <laughs> like right. they're just props. Yeah, and like, I, I think I think a lot of people back in 2000 sort of missed the irony of yes. this movie. Like, definitely, I think Roger Ebert hated this movie, if I'm not mistaken. Good old Ebes. And um, I, I could be wrong on that. Somebody correct me. But he, you know, I think they missed the satire in it. Not to say that we're smarter now, but I think after time has passed and we've been poisoned, we've been irony poisoned for so long in the aughts and, you know, the 2010s. I think since then, I think we've all been like, oh, yeah, they're joking. Like, it's yeah. just like, yeah, it's all I one think it's, big joke. It's very easy to watch this movie and get caught up in the obvious like, oh, of course, like. This movie is very good at making you feel smart because it makes you feel a part of it. Mm -hmm. Like you're also in this club that you also share these moments, but it's very easy to see it on the surface level and feel like you're a part of it or that you're above it and completely miss the commentary. Now, granted, this movie doesn't do it as well as, say, the book does. Um, And that's also kind of the downfall of the medium. Yeah. But there's two ways. There's definitely two ways to go about it. You could be like, you could be like, oh, this was all completely surface level and stupid. Or you can say, just like oh, Patrick uh, Bateman. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. This, it reminds me a lot, and I think he actually used a lot of The Great Gatsby, if I'm remembering my Brett Easton Ellis facts. Um, he used The Great Gatsby. Of which a lot you have like, a lot? I, I'm like obsessed Just show with up at dinner parties. <laughs> Guess what, guys? I literally... I was in a, a, a creative writing class with this guy named Justin Cronin, who's like a pretty well-known science fiction writer. And we all got to pick like a book for the class to read. And everyone else picked like g- good books. And I made everyone <laughs> read literally the worst book Chuck Palahniuk has ever written, which is Invisible Flight? Monsters. Oh. And it's just, it's horrible and it's gruesome and gross. But so I have a lot of facts about this movement, but like Brett Easton Ellis, I think is super inspired by like the great Gatsby, which is like the entire premise of like being super clean and cut on the outside and then having a dirty underbelly. And similarly, I don't think the great Gatsby has ever been converted to film. Well, right. And I don't think it ever will be, but the, I think, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I got to give this a B plus. I think, I think Bale did the best that he could. Sometimes it feels more of a collection of scenes than it does of a movie. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not, it's like, we'll go from this one set piece to him making jokes to him. There's only a few times where it's interwoven, where they go from one scene to the next. And that's usually when he's about to kill somebody. Or when he's picking yeah. up a hooker or something like that. But most of the time, it's him like, this is my morning routine. Or this is me getting my... Or this is my card. <laughs> you know, like, although those scenes are great, but it feels more of a, a snapshot sometimes. And that's fine. But I think I think at the end of the day, it's it's a little misunderstood back in the day. I think people have gotten it now. And I think now that 
warrants it a B plus. Is it up there with Christian Bale's best performances? We will see. Deep tease for the end of the pod. So let's get into <laughs> some notes. If we all have them, open them up. Um, the opening is straight out of uh, the new Hannibal show. <laughs> like the opening scene where they're just making food. Um, <laughs> I love how the guy comes out. <laughs> He's just like, it's not a good bathroom to do cocaine in. <laughs> Which I, <laughs> I feel like I mean, I've literally heard people say before at bars. I'm like, I know it's that a very line. New York thing. Like, hey, uh-huh. can't do blow in here. Um, <laughs> I mean, who, Patrick, who, who's amongst us has not yelled at a bartender? Also, what bar is accepting tickets like ever? That was like a thing. I think a lot in the eighties. Was it okay? I that felt that weird to me. Considering like how he's like they're all spreading around cash and how like reservations are important, I was like, this feels very cheap that he has carnival tickets for drinks. Damien's yeah, Red Hand. Oh, I said Damien's Red Hand, which is a big yuppie bar on Wall Street, which a lot of the bars in this movie, I think, well, the, the, in the book, they're based on like Damien's Red Hand, which also is where like the yuppie murders happened, where literally a Patrick Bateman type man murdered his girlfriend. Um, in the 80s. Fun fact. Oh, um, well. Un- unrelated. But, um, right. Like, but I think Damien's Red Hand still actually accepts drink tickets. I think, like, that's still a thing, weirdly, there. But I might be wrong. Someone fact check me. I won these at a carnival. Give me a scotch. <laughs> I will say drink tickets <laughs> are still bring- a thing. I work at a bar that accepts drink tickets. They're just not, like, literal carnival tickets. <laughs> oh. It just looks cheap, like, to be a carnival ticket. It does seem it really like does. it wouldn't be just, like, a weird raffle ticket. <laughs> <laughs> In this setting, it feels weird, where everything is high-end and we're fighting over, like, reservations of restaurants that are booked up years in advance to have drink tickets feels very out of place. I do love how Pat- uh, Patrick Bateman in the very... Just cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> <laughs> Super like, woke. It- yeah, he's just Super like, whatever. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what did he call me? He said, I didn't know you were dating someone from the ACLU. <laughs> <laughs> the precursor um, to calling people social justice warriors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, is Are they at, it, not that it matters, but it is kind of interesting to me. Are they always at gay bars or uh, transgender bars in this movie? Or was that just, because it always. The 80s? It, no, they're just a club, they're at club kid bars. Club kid bars? Yeah, that's the height of club kids. Oh, I had no idea it's what the club 1980s. kids is. So that's just like where all the good bars were. So like they're like, I think one of the bars they're modeling it after is also like the Pyramid Club. I uh, Just New because York. they look so much like they're all buttoned up and everything and everybody yeah. is just mm-hmm. different. I don't know. Maybe that's So no, point. you're not like totally wrong. I mean like RuPaul came out of the like club kids era and stuff like that. So that's where you would have first seen it. But those were just where the good bars were, hmm. I think. They were just like the good clubs. It's where you do cocaine in, in a bathroom stall. Yeah. In a row. <laughs> I uh, think I just accepted that because I watched Party Monster like, oh. with Macaulay Culkin, which is about the club kids. And I was like, there's a lot of Wall Street people at this party. <laughs> um, the narration after the opening scene is kind of an interesting choice. Yeah. Where they have start just narr- through his day. Yeah, where it's like they start yeah. narrating after they've already established who Patrick Bateman is. Or this is a guy, and then it, the next day is when they start narrating. I don't know what that means. It doesn't have to mean anything, but it's just, just an mm-hmm. interesting choice that they did. Um, 
holy crap, he's in an incredible shape. <laughs> he's fine. He's he so had to put on looking. weight. Oof. Yeah, because he's normally like a skinny guy to begin. Like what he looks like in Ford versus Ferrari is probably more around what he sits at, mm-hmm. more or less. So from him to go, and I said, um, from him to go to, he went from this to a few years down the road, he did The Machinist, which is the grossest mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. And yep. then from that to Batman, and he was totally not taking steroids, totally not. <laughs> he lost like, 60 pounds for The Machinist, right? Like, yeah. Something like was... he was had an apple... He would, and a can of tuna. Like, yeah, it's like he had an apple, a can of tuna, uh, like ten cups of coffee, and a, and like five cigarettes a day. Damn, that's like my college diet. Yeah. That's what I say. The, the cigarettes is where is where you're really filling yourself up. <laughs> ten, <laughs> the nicotine ten, keeps you full. Mm-hmm. Ten Adderall just did it. Um, <laughs> I'm never hungry. I'm just hype. <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing with uh, with Christian Bale, man. You don't have to do that. You really you don't. don't. I promise. We'll believe it's your skin. A feet. lot of other people don't do it. <laughs> Even like with other method actors, don't do that. Like, especially with the Vice thing where he gained all that weight, like was fat, fat. And um, Inherent Vice. No, it wasn't Inherent Vice. American Hustle, where he gained all that weight. Where it's like, you don't. I mean, just wear a fat suit. Like they got good ones. <laughs> it reminds me of. It reminds me of like Rob McElhenney from. Oh yeah, Sunny. got fat because he wanted to. Yeah, and they were like, "You don't have to," and he's like, and Caitlin Olsen's like genuinely concerned about him. There's like a fatty liver now for a joke. <laughs> yeah, he has like heart disease. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite thing is in the next season when he got super ripped, like in the yeah. best shape I think anybody's been in. He, he takes off his shirt and he's just like, boom. Like, what? Like, I got super in shape. Like, so what? So, I mean, do I look good now? And it was a, literally a two-second joke. They did it all for a two-second joke. And he's like, do you guys like me? <laughs> that uh, it, That's incredible. But the uh, morning routine is too much. Too much, man. It's more in the book. What? He, he mm-hmm. goes on for, like, fucking ever. And, like, he does it with other people, too. Like, he, like, aesthetically tears down other people. Like, because the whole thing is, like, how obsessively image-focused he is. I don't know if I've ever done that much. I mean, I guess that says something. It's probably why I got dry skin and bags under my eyes. I do that much. You do that much? I take two hours to get ready if I'm going out. Why? Because I like to look cute two hours yeah and i always smell good so everyone can suck a dick how <laughs> how often has a guy just been like okay uh <laughs> well like i never do it like i never keep anyone waiting i know how long it takes me to get ready so it's uh, like you have it timed out to a science yes i know it takes uh, me literally an hour and 45 minutes and then 15 minutes to chill and watch like something do you also peel your skin like a reptile yeah you're our serial killer <laughs> That scene was shot in one take, bringing it back to the movie. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Ew. Apparently, like, pre-production, they were sweating over it because they didn't have enough mask, and they were worried it was going to, like, tear up um, or disintegrate, and they just did it in one take. I'm surprised. That was, like, a, that was a whole day of filming that they just blew in one take. I'm surprised they use an actual, like, face peel instead of something, I don't know. 
I don't know. Like, like we put Jello on his face and it peeled. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not but also, I like, just used it. a, it's a y'all have a seven million dollar budget and couldn't get another face peel. Like, that seems weird. Y'all couldn't write that in. <laughs> well, it's not like the amount. The like, I'm sure they. I'm sure they had a bunch, but if it wasn't gonna work on one take, it probably wasn't gonna work on multiple takes. If the thing kept disintegrating or it kept tearing, because like otherwise, else you would have to like act it out weird to keep it intact, and it wouldn't have played off on film. I would like to circle back to Royden's joke that it was the cocaine budget, because I would really like to imagine that everyone was using real cocaine on set. Justin Justin was like, "Holy shit!" Woo! <laughs> 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 If we take enough, we'll still get high. <laughs> if, we ta- if we just take enough, we'll still get high. Is that a gram? Um, let's see. Walking on sunshine is a funny choice. Just <laughs> a stupid joke. This is like a really dumb joke. Um, he doesn't do. They don't do any work in this movie except for make reservations, which is I think part of the joke. Yeah, so that's funny. Um, They're all also, vice presidents. They are very, all. We'll vice get to presidents. that. We'll get to that. My favorite, one of my favorite lines in this, and it's a very throwaway, throwaway line, is when he they introduce Reese Witherspoon and he goes, "She's my supposed fiance." <laughs> like he never agreed to it. Well, I don't um, think he did really. He really doesn't. I think he's like, I really don't want to fucking do this. Because when it comes to the breakup scene, she doesn't accept it because it doesn't work for both of them. She's like, man, but we have too many mutual friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, is a great reason to stay together, if we're honest. Honestly. What other reason it, is there to not break up? I state, I have been in relationships for far too long, because we just had too many mutual friends. And we well, if we break up, who's going to get the dog? Like, <laughs> mm. We have to stay together. And not Patrick. Abuse each other. <laughs> not Patrick. You know what? I, I've, I've thought about it. You can keep them. Which is a great, like... <laughs> a great, like, you have them. Um, the... I do love how in the in the thing that he's talking about all this um, Justin Theroux's character is talking about all this conservative nonsense or whatever that he's talking about uh, about how we need to go to war with Japan or something like that and uh, Patrick Bateman's like we need to make sure the homeless are fed (laughs) that there are rights for women and black people and yada 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 and I'm just like is Patrick Bateman woke? Because all those things are the same talking points today Except for that he kills women. And he kills homeless <laughs> people and he murdered a black man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next... I do love how every time... There's, every time Is that Donald Trump's car? Is that, <laughs> is that a Trump? Trump? <laughs> <laughs> no, why would she be here? No, no, no. Why would she be here? Um, wow, those jokes are very different today. The... Um, <laughs> This country is so fucking stupid. <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just stop Honestly, right there for a second. this film has just aged better. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, uh, this film got lucky that politics happened the way it did, because it continues to age better and better. Just two thumbs up. If this movie came out today, everybody would be like, hey, uh-uh, this is too, this is too much. <laughs> too on the nose. This is too on the nose. This would get like a 45%. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is too in the nose. I'm sorry. We let Delroy Lindo wearing a MAGA hat, and this is too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. Very much. I mean, although you know what would not fly today, he wouldn't get away mm. with it. Stomping out that dog, that would Ooh. you would get 
you would get canceled into a, oblivion. I still yeah. hate that scene. That scene's still just like. And that, that made me, me feel gross. That made me feel. It's gross. the only scene I fast forward through. I don't like it, and I also always forget the kitten scene happens where the ATM's like feed <laughs> me, feed me, a <laughs> feed me a cat. <laughs> Feed me a like, stray cat. I'm like, why am I the ATM machine? I'm like, bring me your cats. But, that was, uh, that was Feed the, me, Seymour. The funniest thing about that is that he's just like, Feed me a stray cat. And the woman has the audacity to be like, What are you doing? And he shoots her. <laughs> She's like, What are you doing? Get out of here. Um, how dare you question what I'm trying to feed the ATM lady? And the cat gets away, I think. Is well, the- he, puts it, yeah. he, put, he puts it down. He's like, Oh. Um, you're right. See. I want to kill people more than the cat. <laughs> I don't you're care a... if this ATM machine starves. <laughs> <laughs> Your compliment was sufficient, Lewis. <laughs> Your compliment was sufficient. He makes me. Lewis makes me feel so weird in this movie. And it's, it's the hair. It's, it's the, the hair, hair and the way that he has his like lips, and he just the entire time everybody's so like. It's such a weird contrast because he's just like, and I get why they did it. I mean, he's the most overtly gay character in this, but it's just, it, it is so, it's the hair and just the way that, I don't know, your compliment was sufficient, Lewis. Um, but I said, uh, Jared Leto is playing an actor playing this character. That seems right. He's yeah. just like, he's Unpack just like. Unpack that for me. How would he, I think he okay, went into this. Professor Deck, unpack that. Write your thesis. Um, <laughs> no, like, I think everybody kind of got into character, and they're so heightened that it is sort of a parody of itself, especially Bale's character, you know, and they're kind of all playing off of him, I feel like. But I feel like Jared Leto, for some reason, just knowing who Jared Leto is, he, uh, he had to have think, all right, what would a person, what would an actor playing this character play this like? <laughs> and he, that. yeah, he's playing that actor playing that character. <laughs> like, that's really meta, but I feel like that's Jared Leto as well. It's mm-hmm. not the worst way to do it, though. Because <laughs> he's just, he's even more like, uh-huh. like, he's even more than Christian Bale in this movie. He's like, Squash can't do have a thing at Dorsia, and he's just like he's got to eat sea urchins at Dorsia. He's he's trying to be the most slick, and it's just not. I don't know. It's just it's just a weird way to play it, and he just so they have the best sea urchin ceviche. It's It's like like, a really high version of Fraser Crane. Yeah, (laughs) like everything that he says is just like the most (laughs) pretentious shit ever. But he's, like, a lot more, like, laid back and chill about it, like, but even more of a douchebag about all of it. I watch a lot of No, that just makes it worse. I'd rather have Frasier Crane than a Hive Frasier Crane. Paul Allen has me mistaken for this douchebag, Marcus Halberstram. How's it going, Halberstram? Oh, it's great. Uh, I don't know. The, the, The sounds... This is my favorite part of this movie, actually. The sounds that the cards make when they're being handed out or unfolded. I was like, that that got me going. I don't know what that was. I was just like, that, that it's sounds It's a sword. Good. 
Yeah, it is the it is a slow down sound effect of a sword being unsheathed. Caitlin's face when I said that was like, what? I was like, oh no. Just just having a business card holder and business cards just seems like so dope. Oh, I need that in my life. Yeah, no. That's it. I wonder if wait, is it actually a sword slowly being unsheathed? Yeah, that's the 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 real ADR or not ADR the um. Fully is a sword being unsheathed. Uh, oh, really? I thought down. that was just an analogy you were making. I no, no, no. That's no, no, really I, what the sound effect is. Because I was like, that's staying. an interesting analogy because also, like, swords and sheets. It's a dick measuring concept. It's a dick measuring process. That's just a dick. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of interesting. Just a, yeah, no, that's that's have the real Foley sound. Is, uh, like, that's uh, what, yeah, that's literally all that's Ask me about my wiener. Ask me about my wiener. <laughs> um, but it is. It's a new kid. He, he does unfold the thing. He's And Justin Thoreau's line, which I dropped earlier, was that, is that a gram? <laughs> it's very stupid. <laughs> but a new card. That's bone. Uh, <laughs> and just the way that he can't lose to anyone in in that scene is incredible. Because the the slow, like, how mad he gets by the progression of the cards is also incredible because you can see it on his face that everyone else is like kind of still doing the the dick measuring contest, but he's just like, all right. Well, because he's excluded, Let's, he is the smallest yeah. dick. Yeah. Let's see Paul Allen's card, and it just sort of like gets out barely yeah. out of his mouth, and he's just like, and I did notice somebody on YouTube when I was watching that scene over again because why not was like was like notice how they all put their cards away to show Paul Allen's card because their mm-hmm. cards aren't worthy of Paul Allen's card was a kind of an interesting take that somebody I wish I could give him credit but that I'd never thought about that but is that the best scene in this movie or is it the Huey Lewis in the news Huey Lewis in the news right Huey Lewis in the news yeah. okay I like yeah. the card scene man I think the card scene is good the card scene is like emblematic so of the issue with the movie because like it's unnecessary and like if you had, like people have shown me that scene before and i was like okay like this movie sounds really fucking stupid um but like after you watch the movie <laughs> that's a scene you'll go back to because it just makes so much more sense like it's just not it's not a scene that you can like show somebody out of context and be like this movie is a fucking classic it's like this is really fucking stupid and i i don't like it um but like actually watching the movie it's like holy fucking shit mm. look at this performance <laughs> in yeah. the con in the context of the movie and you start to see the progression of who this guy really is and what this whole stupid world is about it's it's incredible acting man i think it's really great i think it's snappy and the adr in it i like a it like i said it it, it was incredible like I said, it gets the people going. Um, <laughs> the uh, the subtle off white. Oh my god! He even has, <laughs> he even has a watermark. Even has a watermark. What's wrong, Patrick? You're sweating. Um, <laughs> the sweat line always gets me. What's wrong? <laughs> you're sw- Patrick. You're, you're sweating. sweating. Uh, Justin Thoreau needs to pluck his eyebrows. At, apropos of nothing. That's just like, <laughs> he just he just had some creatures coming out of the middle of that. Like everybody else is all clean shaven. He just has a couple. I was just wanting to like, eh, like give me that. Um, <laughs> let's see. 
they all they do all say vice president mm-hmm. on that which is such a meaningless title but that was the point right yeah, yeah. if you drop your vice president of something it makes you sound important enough but but it wasn't vice president of, of anything it was no. just vice president president Murders and executions. Murders um, and executions. He didn't need to kill the dog. We already went over that. <laughs> a great line in this is like, <laughs> Halberstram, your lady's like, hey, man, I'm a child of divorce. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just another chalking point <laughs> about this movie. I'm just a child of divorce. Give me a break. Is that Ivana Trump? No. Why would she be here? Um, okay, so... Everybody remembers the Huey Lewis and then it's your background. Everybody remembers the Huey Lewis and the news thing, but the way that he goes about in the monologue through that, because Jared Leto's not doing anything. <laughs> in he's drunk scene. as shit. He's black yeah, out. Like, he's fucked up. Yeah, he's yeah. It's 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 awesome though that he's delivering this performance around Jared Leto. Not yeah. I mean, sitting not on newspaper. Him, yeah, not there's no give and take. Literally nothing. And. The one thing he asked him, he said, do you have a dog, a little chow or something? No, Alan. <laughs> is that a jacket? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, Paul. Hey, hey Paul. <laughs> Get, a Get a reservation at Dorsia you, now. Now you dickhead. Uh, uh. The way, though, that he hits and just drops the axe after it's like he has a bat flip. <laughs> yep, incredible. He just boom and just lets it go, and he's like. And I did say the um, the scene, the quick shot of him with the suit and the blood on his face and a cigar would make a dope album cover. Absolutely. Action Bronson's gonna use it next. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, do you like Huey Lewis in the news? When Spores came out in '83. I mean, it's just it's too new wave for me. That was, that was one of the this things, album four. That was one of the things that me and my friends would say. Like, if we had to go somewhere, we'd just be, or we, if we were introducing someone to to our friend group because we were a bunch of psychopaths, we'd be like, "Do you like Huey Lewis in the news?" <laughs> or if we had to run somewhere really quickly, they'd be like, "Where are you? I have to return some video tapes." <laughs> video tapes. <laughs> I drop that all the time. <laughs> have to return some video tapes. Video. I have to return some videotapes. I have um, lunch with Cliff Huxtable. I have lunch with Cliff Huxtable <laughs> at the Four Seasons. All right. Which now get me every time. <laughs> T-Boom uh, Piggins just walked in. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, the um, is the mo- this movie about how no one pays attention to anything? Like. I guess maybe kind of because he drags Paul Allen's body out of the thing. He leaves a blood trail behind him yeah. in the, yeah. in the lobby. The guard looks at him like, what's up dude. And Lewis meets him and he's like, where did you get that bag? What did he say? Valentino Couture or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Valentino Couture. But yeah, I mean, he drops it about- in a taxi, puts a dead body in a taxi. Yeah, this yeah. movie about how nobody pays attention to anything that matters, right? I, yeah, it might be. I mean, I think but- it, it's about like so- conformity, and I think in that conformity, we assume other people are conforming, right? So, um, and that yeah, I mean, it's definitely a part of that, and it's also a part of that 
everybody is so enveloped in their own lives and yeah. that wanting to one up your friends, mm. but doing it in a way that's acceptable. So like they're all wearing the same Oliver people's glasses. They all have the same haircut. They all do the same tan. They, they all go to yeah. the same barber it's, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that like, I need to one up you by doing the same thing you're doing. And that's why they, nobody has the right name. Like he's six different names. He's Mr. Smith. He's what's his face. Like, well, cause they're cause, all like replaceable. Cause they all look the same. They're all replaceable. They're just bland wall street white guys. And that's yeah. why it's easy to get away with murder because they're all just doing it and because they all look the same. Well, and yeah, Sheer. also, oh, Go ahead. I was going to say also like the people that he's murdering for the most part, like part of it is also like no one cares about those people either. And no. that's yeah. also part of it that it's like those bodies are more disposable. No one cares about mm-hmm. women. No one cares about homeless people. People don't care about people of color. Like the only person they care about is Paul Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Maybe. I mean, if it, we, I know we're then, still jumping. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> he's in London. Um, I mean, it, like jumping to the end when he goes back to Paul's apartment and it's being sold and the realtor clearly knows that there was a shit ton of dead bodies in there, but she doesn't care because the resale value of that apartment would plummet insanely if it was a murder house. So they rather just deal with a shit ton of bodies and... Um, Deposing, Have a disposing murderer of, on the, on yeah, hand. disposing of those because if she doesn't, then she loses bank. Sheer panic sets in as I realize his apartment looks over the park and is more expensive than mine. <laughs> <laughs> your new apartment is nicer than your old apartment. Not that much. I don't know why I wrote this down. I think oh, I think it was when his first meeting with uh, Willem Dafoe was he's just the most guilty person ever. He's a terrible liar. He's what were you doing that day? I was returning some videotapes. Must have been returning some videotapes. Um, and then he feeds him like where you were, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, I was there." Absolutely. But he gets rid of him by going, "I have lunch with Cliff Huxtable at the Huxtable. Four Seasons." Isn't that the way downtown? <laughs> no, there's, there's one, one over here. There's one down here. Seems awful far. It's new. <laughs> but the I do love how all of his references are things that he thinks that are normal like cliff Uxbell, like returning videotapes like mm-hmm. doing they're just things that he thinks that normal people do but he only has a few of them well and then he transgresses yeah. too at certain points that are kind of interesting like because mm-hmm. he thinks that some references are gonna go well like his ed gein reference oh yeah he's like i look at a woman and i think either i want to take her out on a date or i want to like kill her that open her yeah. skull or something like yeah. that yeah put her head like on a, a spike really yeah, see your head on a stick. Who's Ted Bundy? It. Yeah. And, like, there's just some key moments where he's, like, clearly transgressing. Also, him being all like, like, Ted Bundy. And Chloe Sevigny's like, who? <laughs> like, who the fuck is Ted Bundy? Like, I mean, and the whole thing is, like, every time he has these deep philosophical moments, he's just basically reading the Wikipedia page of uh, artists' um, albums. Right, yeah. <laughs> like those reading, all those rants, the, the thing that came in the CD that you unfolded. Yeah, all those oh. rants are meaningless, but it's he's just reading them as if these are like his original ideas and points, as if well, people care about. I think that's what's interesting too is the only times that he seems to have original thought is like when he's talking about like fucking about murder. the serial killers. Yeah. yeah, like those are the only times he's like thought about anything. Like, 
which Cogent. instead of actually in 2020 this i mean he'd just be a true crime podcast host. that's what i just keep yeah. saying is <laughs> that, just... like he would have found his niche where he could have indulged in capitalism and obsessed over murder <laughs> he would have just this... been carol kilgariff and uh georgia hardstark on my favorite murder this episode of how i murdered a homeless man is brought to you by lisa mattress <laughs> lisa mattress Wrap up the homeless man you killed and throw him in the river. <laughs> he is one of those. They're never sponsoring this pod. He has a podcast that's like, instead of like, we watch wrestling or we watch old movies, it's just like, we watch old porn. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, fav- my favorite murder is literally his favorite murder that he's committed. <laughs> Let me tell you about this one, folks. Chainsaw down the stairs. Nuts. Genius. I was tracking her. Yeah. It's nuts. I only had time to put on my shoes and nothing else because that makes sense. Incredible well, yeet. Ah, Incredible the filming. A. Like as a dumb English major like person, I love that his the chainsaw is his dick. That's like my favorite visual moment. Cause I it's, like, didn't even catch that. I'm a dumbass. I no, it's like literally. It's so fucking. Yeah, good. he's like sumo walking through those uh, corridors with the that chainsaw right in front of him. And his chainsaw is his penis. It's so good. That scene was where I was like, okay, this movie is starting to lose me. This is getting really fucking stupid at this point. It it's really not... jumps a shark at one point, kind <laughs> of. Like, it's just like, like biting her a leg and stuff. Okay, but we'll get to those. But the, the first scene with the uh, prostitutes, um, why is he wearing a tux when he picks them up? I have no idea. I also wrote that down. I was like, this dude is definitely a serial killer, like walking around his own house in a tux. He's just like, I do love how he's like, how much do you pay for your place? That's none of your business, Christine. <laughs> um, you like Phil Collins? Uh, I'm going to call you Sabrina. Down, <laughs> why is he meaner to Sabrina? Sabrina. <laughs> why is he meaner to Sabrina? Because fuck Sabrina, that's why. Probably because, like, I wonder if there is, like, a class commentary there. Because she's supposed to be a high-class escort versus whereas christie's off the streets yeah i wonder if there's something there i don't all i wrote down i haven't about thought that scene, about it enough really all i wrote down about that scene is i'm very uncomfortable yeah yep. uh you, all right so here's more background jake for you. is like i love this scene this scene is the no, only this is time. this is some fucking art and you guys are disrespect no apparently christian bale watched a shit ton of pornos and started like drawing out poses that he thinks would look good for this scene Christian well, Bale thought a lot about a threesome. Well, look, no one. Yeah. Christian Christian Bale's stroke game isn't weak. That's what I will say about this. <laughs> like he's having himself a time and a half. He loves Christian Bale. Loves him some Christian Bale. But um, all I said was, this is how Leonardo DiCaprio has sex. I yeah. just had that thought. Oh, one hundred percent. Which is hilarious because Leo was originally attached. Yeah, except uh, that the women don't stay the night. Yeah, no. And he's wearing headphones. I love headphones. that. Don't touch the watch. <laughs> touch the watch. We're not done yet. Um, <laughs> really stupid, but yeah, it was funny. A really stupid and funny and mean joke is like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's a really like 2007 joke where it's just like, wait, wait, wait. What if girls had personalities? There's no <laughs> girls with good personalities. High five. It's just like they literally high five each other. Where I was just like, oh, that's so stupid and bad. Oh, man. That was just that was just 
early 2000s joke where they were just like they wrote it in there high five i'm so glad though a, a woman directed this <laughs> yeah because she got it well i think she's yeah. also so smart with some of it because like i don't know like my favorite part one of my favorite other visual things is like when they're underneath the covers having sex like mm-hmm. in the next sex scene the one the one with um the redheaded woman yeah yeah I get them all, like, confused. So not the first threesome, but the second one. Yeah. Where he, like, stabs her, at, like, mm-hmm. underneath the covers, and sex turns into murder, like, instantaneously. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of fun. Um, fun? <laughs> why did, uh... It's well, fun. It's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did he not actually choke him? He kind of goes up to him and is like... Just like has his hands like just barely like, and he hovers there for a long time. I don't, I don't get why he didn't actually choke him. Yeah, I was Maybe they're like, not- you a bitch. He's being sneaky. <laughs> was he? No. I, I mean, I'm sure there's some commentary there because he immediately turns around and kisses the hand and says, "I want you." So I'm sure there's some sort of homoerotic commentary there. Yeah. He also washes his gloves. Yep. <laughs> Which was, I don't know. That was really. Sick. He just got to get out of there, and he washes his gloves. Like he's a, he's not above murder, but he's above gay sex. Yeah. Well, because yeah. again, AIDS crisis era. Heavily could be dyslexic. That's the yeah, heavily <laughs> dyslexic, and that's really just yeah. Really Bloodborne. I mean, I mean, would you rather have a blood disease or not be able to read? <laughs> <laughs> I present that question to you. I'm, I'm stressed for our case. I have no answer. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Not being if able gonna, to read. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather be illiterate. If we're going to be canceled, it's because we meant it. <laughs> um, Whose joke is that? That's somebody's joke. What? Is that a Donald Royer joke? Is Not, it? Uh, the... Would rather have AIDS thing? No, I've no, I don't oh. know about it. Well, if, dude, if we're it gonna is, get canceled I'm for joke stealing now. <laughs> joke <Fuck>. that. <laughs> we're Amy. We've already sh- talked oh. about Dane Cook. Of course, we're going to be joke stealing. I was going to say we're like the Amy Schumer's of podcasting. The Donald Glover joke is: Would you rather have AIDS or rather have a kid? And the answer <laughs> is AIDS. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard that one before. I um, don't know if I agree. That was the first return some videotapes line. <laughs> that it, that's the return some videotapes. Um, <laughs> the, the, the next, I, they're just random, the actual comedy bit in this, which was really funny, when they're all in line to do drugs in the stall. And they go, Can you quiet down? I'm trying to do drugs in here. <laughs> <laughs> which, like, if that was in a comedy movie somewhere, like, that bit would kill. And that was in a comedy movie somewhere, but in this, it's just like, and that makes a lot of sense. They do need to be quiet, trying to do drugs. Um, <laughs> they do a bad job of his hair getting longer and shorter in this movie at different times. Not really his fault, but it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. I just noticed that uh, Whitney Houston's <laughs> LP album debut LP, simply titled Whitney Houston. Um, <laughs> And also, when did he turn into a cannibal? Because he tries to immediately, he kills that one woman and then immediately kind of tries to come in there and bite that woman's leg. I wonder if he's emulating the serial killers he's bringing up. Um, 
partially just because a the necrophilia is Ted Bundy, also like anyway, uh, picking up sex workers and specific sex workers with like specific types. But Ed Gein was a cannibal and also like executed women, took off their heads. He made a nipple belt. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, that's that's probably what it is because Bateman's character is just stealing no, no, other people's ideas and trying to improve on them on his own. So that's probably is that where the chainsaw comes from after watching the movie. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Probably. Duh. So right. I think that's I think the serial killers being mentioned are the serial killers he's emulating. Um, somebody's yeah. here. Did Bundy nail gun somebody? Um. No, I think that's just because like sad, but he doesn't actually do it. Yeah. So I think that also is like a that's he true. He's not actually so, able to do that one. That was really good acting by Christian Bale <laughs> because it's the one time that you're kind of like that and the scene where he's calling his lawyer, where it's like he feels a little remorse for some reason, which like is a really good kind of turn by Bale in that. Um, it's kind of the few times yeah. that he he has any other range outside of like rage or the comedy bit that he's doing throughout the remorse is interesting though Mm -hmm. because it's like it's not that he feels bad for like them which i think is smart like i mean that's like thus the psychopathy he just feels bad because like he's gonna get caught (laughs) or he can't relate to whoever he's trying to kill exactly um (laughs) i did say i mean also to put on your shoes and no other clothes? Yeah. <laughs> like, that takes longer to put, like, it takes longer to put on your shoes than to put on your boxers, If man. you keep your shoes tied and just slip them on. He keeps his shoes on during sex. You get that little squish. See, That's what you see. You never saw his feet. When you're in a rush, you don't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it'll grab a chainsaw and everything else, but it just, um... I did say somebody's here in that chainsaw, but to be fair, you're not stepping outside. No, like, yeah, why yeah. would you help her? Like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, what the uh, hell am I going to do? Get chainsaw. I, like, fuck that. I, yeah, you almost certainly hear her getting murdered, and you're like, help me. Oh, it's five in the morning. Like, I don't really. You're like, the by, I got the by, work. Uh, the bystander effect. Can, can you blame me? I can't. Yeah. I can't. It's, it's fucking New York mm-hmm. City. Like, There's only two things that can happen everybody. if I go out there while this man has a chainsaw. Either A, I can get chainsawed, or B, nothing happens at all. <laughs> like, it's not worth the risk. Literally, they tell you, actually, if like you hear a crime and stuff like that, like to not intervene. Because it's like, they're like, call the cops, because like, they're like, we don't really need like two dead bodies. Like, Sorry for this, sorry for this lady. <laughs> but you stay inside. <laughs> That's kind of what they tell you to do. They're like, eh. RIP to that woman, but I'm built different. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be, oh my God. They'd be just like, I hear a chainsaw outside. Don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene. Sorry. It just came up to me. Cause I was thinking about people who are stupid and <laughs> okay. like the stupid, the model. In this, like, fucking movie where she's like, you think I'm dumb, don't you? And then she gets in the car. <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah, I think you're very smart. And the next scene is her head in the freezer. <laughs> um, I think I'm dumb. 
And the f- no, the next scene is him holding the yeah, hair. Yeah, he's oh, like yeah. playing with her hair, which is super interesting. Which, yeah, I guess the first time he's taking yeah. a souvenir. Well, it's also like that's also like kind of a romantic gesture, which is interesting. Because like that's locks the murders and acquisitions line, murders yeah. and executions line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese Witherspoon does really good in this. Like, she you could see the vision with Reese in this because she's mm-hmm. you. It's basically her. <laughs> I mean, it's basically her, um, what do you call it, character? Oh, I'm blank. Legally, thank you. Legally Blonde? Her Legally Blonde character. I wanted to say Pretty in Pink, but It's no. what her Legally Blonde character wants to be, yeah. but, like, ultimately is not. Yeah. If we didn't chase down Warner, yes, this exactly. is who she would have been. Yeah, and it's just like, but her not listening to, actively not listening to him is incredible. <laughs> Where he's I, just like, I need to commit homicide on a huge <laughs> level and she's, my, just, she's just like what my favorite is the fucking mistletoe scene where they're just going around being like oh mistletoe <laughs> yeah okay. him talking to paul allen with the aunt, we totally skipped over that scene but with mm. the reindeer antlers on uh, on is really stupid um but yeah and he's just like i do, what's the line sorry what's the line um for what? Uh, oh, when they're breaking up. Yeah, you're just not that terribly oh. important to me. Is incredible. Like <laughs> <laughs> mean, what a flex. Just to be, you're just not. I don't. Mm, I don't find you that interesting. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just it, I'd I feel like, like that's a good way to break up with someone, though. Like if I could give someone advice, I'd be like, if you have a fucking horrible like girlfriend or boyfriend, I'd be like, yeah, just tell them you're not terribly important. You're just to not me. that. <laughs> terribly important to me and they'd be like oh shit wreck like, that person's self-esteem Ooh, i didn't that's like you feel it in your chest you're like <laughs> you're just, ah. oof oh big oof big oof like you you go home and you just kind of like you're just kind of like what did what did i do <laughs> eh. but reese was probably like nothing i'm the shit <laughs> like, like i'm awesome um feed me a stray cat uh Okay, so was the whole gunfight sequence that was in his mind, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, almost because, definitively. Because even he doesn't fully believe it when the cop right. blows up. He takes a moment to look at the gun. Also, he's just never had and a then, gun. It's yeah. never been his murder weapon. Yeah, he just pulls that thing out of nowhere. Which I don't know if I would have liked it more if because it just goes straight from I got to return some videotapes to him walking down the street and getting money or something. So, but it's at night. So I don't know. So I guess like you're mm-hmm. made to think that he went to sleep and it's a dream or something like that, but you never see it. And part of me, part of the, part of the just potato in me, <laughs> like the dumb idiot in me is just like, show me where he like went to sleep or something like that. Where it's just like, I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's, I think it's a continuation of the scene before it, so it's a precursor to the scene when he's in the office doing the confession. My interpretation is that he probably just did like a shit ton of coke or he's drunk out of his mind and he's just slowly losing it in his office before he makes the confession and so he starts imagining all the mm-hmm. murders. Because it does tie back into the um, planner where it just keeps devolving the murders that he draws out. Yeah. I mean the best the best acting I think that he does in this scene is when he's freaking out making the uh, confession to his lawyer. 
I, and he's crying and like snotting and everything and he's just like there's actual a lot of emotion there which i think is great which is i think is a, just a great break in this movie also really funny when you think he's gonna shoot the second guard and he takes out a pin and signs in he's just like <laughs> um the confession scene was shot 14 really? times i'm not surprised at that mm-hmm. it's so, okay no so this is a, a dumb thing that i think is probably fake that i think that i've heard somewhere but isn't it when you start and caitlin maybe you know more about but like because you like true crime but like isn't it when you're a cannibal and you start eating the brains that shit starts going really haywire what do you mean like, like i thought that because i thought that there was like the reason that there was mad cow disease is because that they were feeding the cows the other cow's brain so it's like when you start eating there's a there's a random study and maybe somebody's going to be screaming into their car that this isn't true but like when you start eating the same species brains that shit starts to go really messed up in your mind so i, I don't know because like i'm thinking about the yeah probably not <laughs> i'm thinking about the serial killers i know that like ate brains ever and like I mean, they're already messed up. (laughs) Yeah, they were already kind of fucked up. So I feel like it's hard for us to, like, create a linear progression. And the main cannibals I'm aware of that, like, have spoken out didn't eat, like, eat. What's his fucking name? He's Japanese, but he murdered a German girl um, and ate her for, like, three weeks. And he got, and he got released. Oh, and he was released. uh, Important in Japan. So he did a Vice interview. That's like forty minutes long, where he talks about cannibalism. Ooh, uh, um, I, I'm gonna yeah, Sagawa. Yeah, Sagawa. Sagawa? Uh, it, something Uwe or something Sagawa. Like that. Sagawa. Sagawa. <laughs> but um, I don't think he ever ate brains. I think like he said the best part of a human being is the thigh. Um. Cause it's yeah, because fat? fattiness. It tastes like duck, apparently. Um, but I was going to say, yeah, I looked this up really though. fast. Apparently, the preppy murders in New York City actually inspired uh, Brett Easton Ellis to write this book. So literally, in the book, I forgot about this, he talks about starting a defense fund for um, Robert Chambers, who is the, this murderer in um, New York City, who uh, claimed that he didn't actually murder his girlfriend, that he was just performing BDSM on her and it went wrong. Mm. And I feel like there's a lot of that sure. BDSM element in this Who's film, among us? which is kind of interesting in terms of inspiration, just to throw out there. Just interesting. So you didn't answer my question. What happens when you eat brain? I just said I don't think anything <laughs> happens. Tell me. I need to know. I don't think anything happens. I think also most cannibals don't. Because, like, for instance, Jeffrey Dahmer always gets called like the cannibal killer or whatever the cannibal mm-hmm. of milwaukee milwaukee cannibal but he actually like rarely ate anyone um he way to go more... milwaukee police department uh <laughs> <laughs> he was more just Coward. injecting people's brains with shit and hoping to create like sex zombies but like uh, that's the grossest thing i've ever <laughs> but i don't most of them aren't like ed gein's a cannibal kind of ted bundy i think actually did eat a girl's butt because i think they had, yeah he did um, yeah had to make had... sure it wasn't cake. <laughs> no, there's literally the shout out to me. <laughs> this is gonna be really. Gross. I 
That's so the- stupid. <laughs> I hate that fucking meme, and I don't understand. That it was at a all. double entendre by you, and I and I actually really, really love that. That was great. <laughs> oh, anyway. <my> God. <laughs> The way Ted Bundy gets caught is literally uh, his teeth marks are on a girl's butt, I think. And Hmm. they literally, because he tried to eat her. Or it's on her stomach. It's on her stomach. That's what it was. I mean, Zac Efron does have some nice teeth. Apparently, Ted Bundy had really fucked Mm. up teeth. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's why they were identifiable. (laughs) They're great at... I mean, when you're busy killing people, who has time to go to the Apparently, dentist? Apparently, there's so many fucking serial killers with gross ass teeth because the one defining characteristic of Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, was how fucking bad his breath smelt, and all of his victims were like, his breath fucking smells so bad. Too much time. He was gonna kill me, but man. The They're one like, thing I noticed teeth. is. <laughs> one thing that I noticed is that first he, he had a knife, like but nuts. then I noticed that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> smelled like you smelled like corn chips and feet. Um, the uh, no, the, the the craziest thing to me about the um, not Ted Bundy, but the the Mil- the Milwaukee Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. The craziest thing to me about Jeffrey Dahmer, and not to get too far off track, is that <laughs> is that his apartment smelled like rotting bodies, yes. and his neighbors were still like, "Hey, can you not?" Like a couple of times, <laughs> and enough I- people were like. Yeah, we'll go and sit around for a while. Literally, Dennis Nilsson, who, like, has the exact same fucking M.O. as um, Jeffrey Dahmer, did the exact same crime, similar, like, number of victims in the U.K., and the only way he got caught is he <laughs> threw away someone's leg in, down the toilet. Like, he cut it up and, like, tried to flush it away, but it got stuck in the sewer system. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And it ruined his whole apartment complex, his sewer system. So they were like, dude, uh, yeah, so he's been killing people. (laughs) It's gone too far. We can't use our water. (laughs) I mean, fair. Dude, I mean, if it was flushable wipes, it'd be one thing. Boom, second flushable wipes. (laughs) Sponsor the pod. Um, The man Man wipes. Dude wipes. I... (laughs) You know who could have used some of those? Patrick <laughs> Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Paul Allen. There we go. Paul, Paul Allen. That's a perfect transition. Bitch. Paul Allen. Um, did you see the ad in the New York Times? There was no ad in the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> that's like so much of a like, did, did you go to prom with Debbie? Debbie's been dead for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Debbie. Debbie's a fucking figment of your imagination. <laughs> My favorite meme going around now that it's just so dark is uh have you seen the Did You Win Son? And it's at the kid yes. playing video games. <laughs> the it's the the yeah. guy the dad comes in and says, Did you win, son? And he goes, Dad, I've been dead for fifteen years. <laughs> and the next panel is nothing and the dad crying. <laughs> <laughs> dad, I've been dead. Like, oh, Dad, no. I've been dead for 15 years. That's what I was reminded of with this with this thing is like there was there was there never was the New York Times. The New York Times <laughs> is a figment of your imagination. There's Patrick. only the New Yorker. Why did I write down Bateman? <laughs> like Batman. Bateman. Oh whoa! 
Because that's what he eventually becomes. <laughs> and he murders the Joker. Enemy of Nightmare. He did Bruce he did murder Wayne Bateman. I'm Bateman. <laughs> is that why you wrote that? Bateman. I don't know. Superman? I just had Bateman right here. Were you a... like, that's a good Batman pun? Oh, I, no. I think it was probably when he was sitting there going like, I'm Patrick Bateman. And he's like, uh, Bateman's such a, he's basically like, Bateman's such a puss. Like, he's just like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, that was a weird, that was a weird, I don't, I don't Pat really Bateman. get it. Maybe I'm an idiot. Like, like nobody knows who he is. Everybody think like, I don't, he he's so loser, unassuming. He's a loser. Also, but also in the book, so this is another time I think the book does it slightly better. Everyone keeps getting everyone confused. Like, no one knows who anyone mm-hmm. is, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not just Patrick Bateman. It's literally, and it helps, I think, with the Paul Allen thing a little bit, that, like, no one knows what Paul Allen, like, actually looks like either. Like, mm-hmm. so with the London thing, that plays a little bit better, where you're like, ooh, was Paul Allen there? Because everyone keeps fucking up his name, too. Like, it plays a little different than just, like... Did Paul uh, Allen even exist? There was no Paul Allen. Paul Allen's, a big, Paul Allen's been dead for 30, 30 years. years. 15 I'm years. the real Paul Allen. <laughs> I'm, you always were Paul Allen. Like, <laughs> no, I'm Paul Allen. No, I'm Paul Allen. No, I, no I'm, I'm the real Dirty Dan. <laughs> no, I'm Dirty Dan. Okay, SpongeBob, you can be Dirty Dan now. <laughs> Who are you calling Pinhead? We went through five references, really speed track. Yeah, we really did. Right. Wonderful. Any uh, anything else? This is actually a pretty quick review of this movie. Anything else that y'all want to um, say about this movie? I mean, the ending is so fucking thoughts? dumb. It is no, okay. Dumb. Well, it's so fucking dumb. There's also it's just a lot of stuff can't get isn't set up that I think helps make it Uh actually successfully ambiguous because i think like the ambiguity in the book works like it is really fucking ambiguous in the book and you're like i don't know and but i feel like in the movie i kind of have a very solid opinion of like what happened i will say i'm glad though because this movie so this movie moves quick it moves so quick and i'm glad about that yeah so if they took all the time in the world if this moved at like even a glacier like just if this moved at a glacial pace, I think I would have hated this movie. Yeah, I agree. I think you sacrifice like in order to make it move and mo- like for most of the movie be a fantastic movie. I think you have to sacrifice a little bit of the ending. I don't. Well, and we're also very confused on timelines because it's sunny and happy New York City, but suddenly it's Christmas and then it's back to yeah. sunny and happy. Whereas we never see snow on the ground or what we associate with New York and winter. So timelines are very misconstrued. So there's a lot of happening in the background that indicate that perhaps what we're seeing is not reliable yeah. or necessarily what's and really Patrick happening. Bateman is set up super early in the book as a very unreliable narrator. Cause like, what? He, yeah, I know. What? Patrick Bateman, like, unreliable. Cause he literally <laughs> gets everyone's name wrong. And like he like he'll identify someone with features and then call them by a totally different name, like like two pages later, um, mm-hmm. and, or he'll be in the middle of a man, conversation. Man, this com- book sounds confusing as hell. It's man. super confusing, but it's really really good. It's really well done. Um, but yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is, I think it 
we get the unreliable narrator a little sooner in the book, and I think that helps. Okay, so I think that, like, the way that you're describing the book, I don't know that it makes the ending any better, because, at least not for me, because it just sounds like it's ambiguous just for the sake of being ambiguous. Like, it doesn't seem like there's anything, like, beyond, like, the questions of the, like, the book or the film, like, you know, whether or not this is actually happening or, like, I don't know. It just sounds like the questions that you ask about it being ambiguous aren't, like, that interesting or worth asking. So it's just ambiguous. I, the book is also more concerned with mental health than the film is. So the nature of he him, takes he takes pills like twice in this, and he's just like maybe this will help. Well, <laughs> it's just like he eh, is like not. it is heavily implied he has schizophrenia in the book, and so the ambig- ambiguity is a little bit more interesting. Where it's like we're dealing with what we normally think of like consumer culture and toxic masculinity. Um, is it this, or is it literally just a man who's extremely mentally ill or is it both like, Mm -hmm. so I think the ambiguity is more interesting and it's playing with a lot of different things. I I find it meaningful. I read it and was like, this has a purpose. Okay. So yeah. Dex, let's be honest. Me and you are never reading this book. Oh, definitely not. But I just want to, it's 500 pages. I don't team team. No read over here. Team never read. Yeah. I'm definitely not reading the American psycho book, whatever it's actually called. It's Yeah. It's called American psycho. Sure. Um, but like, I don't know. The book. To be clear, why I hate Semicolon, the, the book. book. It's not, or not <laughs> the novelization of yeah, the Yeah, I'm film. like, you've never read the book. You can't hate the book, Dex. Why I hate the ending is because, like, it being ambiguous, at least, like, to my 2020 brain that, like, has accepted all of the commentary already about, you know, the yuppie culture and capitalism and consumerism or whatever. It's like, okay. Once we figure out what's actually like happening in the plot of the story, there's nothing else that really matters like beyond that with the ambiguity. So like Inception, Inception is like a classically ambiguous ending that everybody. We're gonna so disagree because I also hate Inception. I think that's fine. I don't. I don't. I don't care about like what you think about Inception (laughs) as a movie. And I find its ambiguity pointless. Like it's. I am excited to see how we compare. Inception. What to I'm American saying Psycho. is, like the end of Inception. It's like is, is the top still spinning? Cool. Like whether or not the top is still spinning, like in the plot of the story, the question that the amb- ambiguity raises is whether or not it matters, right? Like what's the nature of reality? Like what, um, you know? So deep. How do we think about you know what's real? Blah blah blah. Doesn't matter what we feel, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. With American Psycho, is did he actually murder these people? And if you ask, does it matter if he actually murdered these people? The answer is yes, and it's over. And like that's dumb. And like I don't, I don't need the ambiguity here. It does not. Why is the answer yes? If if the answer is yes, that then like the answer is yes. It matters what. But the, why is the answer? If he yes. murdered the people, that's important. If he didn't murder the people, that doesn't matter. Is what I'm saying. Yes, like, it does. If he didn't murder the people, that matters almost more. Yeah. More? How? I think because my interpretation of the movie is he did not murder those people. Okay, then. That like, all the movie doesn't matter is what I'm saying if he didn't no, murder people. No, it does because he's, he's devolving because of the world that's around him, because of consumerism, because of toxic masculinity. He's an inherently violent person because those cultures create violence in your head. So I think you're viewing this through a 2020 lens, too. 
like not to yeah. say what you are doing, but I feel like that's what you said that knowing all this stuff in 2020 yeah like, it's like all that yeah these, so are, looked at, these are looked at <laughs> these are looked at differently though yeah that's totally fair i think it's one of those things where it's like for the time maybe not 2000 but when i think it was originally written and i think also actually in 2000 i think we were dealing with that commentary not being done and like really not even being started um i mean we're just <laughs> We're just coming out of the Clinton era where it's literally so clear that, like, capitalism and, like, that capitalism is all that matters and women don't matter at all and, like, and are disposable. Like, and I think a lot of that violence that we, like, approved of during, like, a lot of the, during the Reagan era, during the Clinton era is what's kind of being addressed and it's what's at stake there. The ambiguity of the ending doesn't, like, that's what I'm saying points, is it though. does matter though because the whole point is that like even if he doesn't do it he wants to like and that those people so anyway there's gonna be a draft <laughs> to your point um, to your point Kayla, we didn't get the magnum opus of this kind of thing until Mad Men in like yeah. 2007 I agree so, with that yeah so it's just like it's basically the same thing less killing but, yeah it, well it's like yeah like the fact that these powerful people want to do those things and I think that's what I'm saying is him not wanting the fact that he didn't do it but still wanted to is fucking more disgusting. And would face zero what? consequences. Yeah, and it, it would does face, face zero, zero consequences. consequences. It doesn't actually matter that like the society that he lives in would accept him doing these things because to point them out would bring so uh, guys the, we live in a society, Murray. So I was actually gonna say something I just thought about. <sighs> My dad worked on the the Robert Chambers murder. Shout out Paul. <laughs> Paul. He, worked on, he worked on the preppy murders when he was a young lawyer. And something that's super important to know about that is he brutally and cold blood murdered his girlfriend and only got 10 years. Uh, Paul no, murdered? Robert Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Chambers, who this, uh, which inspired a lot of American Psycho. Paul, come on the podcast. Explain your murder. <laughs> he literally only got 10 years in prison, but then he uh, he attempted armed robbery in like 1996 and got 40 years. So literally consumer like capital taking capital mattered than more than taking this woman's life. Um, which I think is like just alive in action of why it doesn't even matter if he actually did it. I will like, say to your point, to your point, Dex, viewed through a 2020 lens, like, eh. So yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like I, if I'm looking at it now, I'm just kind of like, eh, I too have read the New but, York times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I do get where you're looking at it from 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 that. Yeah, it's like all of that is so like obvious to me. Like at this point, obviously, like this movie came out 20 years ago. But like watching it now, it's like all of that is so obvious, and like the ambiguity doesn't add to it at all. I, it's just ambiguous for the I sake of it. I don't know. Do you think the part we're not going to change each other's thing, minds? Can I say one thing that I think to counter that one no, thing? One baby thing. You cannot. One baby thing. If it's about Paul no, murdering his girlfriend, then yes, you can. I, I I'll think- allow a rebuttal. <laughs> I think that you see it differently and like because I think you properly interpret this movie and know what it's saying but most of the people like that I've talked to and most of the men that I have met who have watched this movie do not get the irony and I think there is something that this is actually not obvious to them and that these points are still points that need to be made and that literally are not widely societally accepted and that most people that view this movie actually just view it as, oh my god, how fucking cool this guy's murdering bitches. <laughs> like, 
I I have not met one guy that was like, what? hell yeah, chainsaw murder. Literally, <laughs> like I have met a guy. Well, hold who on. I talked to this movie with him, and he was just like, I kind of get what he means though. Where it's like sometimes it's like sometimes I just want to punch her in the face. Sometimes you have to kill a. No, but it's like that, the, that he was saying that he understood wanting to enact violence on women, like looking oh, at a God. woman and wanting to like punch her. And he was like, I don't know. Do I've it. never punched a woman, but uh, uh. I don't know. If she I'm looks saying, at me wrong was one he, time, though. I'll shake the shit out of her. Was he wearing a salt life saying, shirt? I think like That's you can thing. view it. I think a lot of people still need this message today. <laughs> like We are the world. We are, we are the children. world. Um Okay, I'll allow a few hours for deliberation. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll argue off pod. We'll fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As per usual. Not in my we, text messages. We are having a uh, we are having a top four Christian Bale performances. Performances, not films. Because the Dark Knight would go first if it was films. But uh, we are having a we're Wait, having what? a top four Christian Bale performances. Draft, not a top four Christian Bale fil- films draft, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the Dark Knight would go first, and I don't think that's accurate. Okay. Uh, I'm very confused on the differentiation. Oh my god, we're not doing this again. <laughs> His actual performance in the movie, not just how good the movie itself is. Oh yeah. yes. Oh okay. No no. I thought I was very confused on how Royden was saying it. I was like, wait, we're not taking yeah, films. Like, we're I, taking like that's theater why I was performances. Like, Christian Bale no. on Broadway? <laughs> well, yeah, probably, but no, I'm saying his performances in the films. Okay, I thought you were going, going like, oh, why okay. can't I just pick the movie? No, no, no I, I was like, no. like, did he have like a TV show? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you worded it in such a way that, because you're like, well, we can't take Dark Knight. So I was like, wait, that's a movie, I so we were, we're not doing the movies? I'm so confused. No. <laughs> I, did not want to do that. I just didn't know where that, wasn't aware that Christian Bale was such a like prolific actor in other mediums. <laughs> He's been doing off-Broadway for years. We're taking Christian Bale TV shows. Christian Bale YouTube skits. Christian Bale Bale rants. Uh, Then first round pick, I'm taking the YouTube click of him yelling at everybody. At a poor poor grit for standing in his light. Yeah, that's that will be my first Um, round pick. So what's the uh, draft order again, Dex? It is Royden, Caitlin, Jake, Dex. Ooh, man. All right. I hate this. I, I like I like having the turn at the end, um, actually. But I got to go with the one that he won his Academy Award for, The Fighter. He mm. washed Mark Wahlberg. And that's not that hard to do, but he washed yeah, that's Mark really Wahlberg <laughs> in, that, in that movie. He was incredible. And, his, again, the weight loss. And it looked like he lost teeth. Like he, they shaved his hair down. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was an incredible physical performance, and it was a very emotional performance. Uh, it's not the best movie that he's in, but I think the sum of his performance. He and um, who plays the mother in that movie? Oh God! Uh, oh no! Uh, uh, oh no! She won an Academy Award as well. Uh, yes, her. Melissa Leo. He and Melissa Leo carry that film. And I, I just I think it's I think it is his best performance. Hell yeah! Can't look it in there. Uh, right? I'm gonna snatch up the prestige. 
Um, <laughs> it's not his best performance, though. I think he's. Re- that is I a fantastic really performance. Go fuck yourself. That is a it's, good one. It's good. That was he's my one favorite. Right. He's just as good as Hugh Jackman. Like. They're both great. <laughs> yeah, it's one of it's an amazing film. What is your point? I'm very confused about this draft all of a sudden. <laughs> like, yes, they they had both very good performances, and that's why the prestige nah. is. Nah, he has to be. He has to be the best. Damn it! <laughs> he, I would argue he's really fucking good in the prestige. He is, I mean, he God. is. He's but um, I don't really. Know I need to rewatch to. that movie. Uh, I haven't seen it in so long, but I literally forgot he was in it for some reason. It was on the other day, and that's the one that I. It suddenly Twice. occurred to me, and I was all like, "Oh, that's fucking." Right. Right. This is a Christian, Christian Bale. Bale film. Christian Bale and his Eddie Murphy t- or Eddie Murphy turn as two as two people. <laughs> the two Bordens. Yeah. 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 No, that's my I pick. need to ah, I need to rewatch that movie. Anyway. I have it on DVD. I watch it all the time. It's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Is he trapped in the how, I might who's rewatch the, it Who's today. the real one or is he trapped in the <laughs> water? <laughs> who is it? Anyway. I might rewatch it for some ScarJo fun. I might rewatch The Illusionist. <laughs> yeah. The Edward Norton. I mean, how can you not love The Prestige? You have fucking David Bowie playing. I, know. I always forget that. He comes walking out of lightning like, okay. <laughs> um All right. Is it so is it Y'all just all froze right there. Jake. I'm sorry, I fucked you over for the first time ever. I, uh, you, you hate to see that. Well done. You hate to see. What a turn! So the you tables hate to have see that. the turntables have tabled. <laughs> you were so close. <laughs> the turntables. <laughs> you were right there. <laughs> were you trying to do the Michael Scott on the turntables? Turn you just did it. Work. That's incredible. <laughs> that was uh, that was actually impressive. You almost had it. Tables you were tables. so close. How the how the turntables how the tables of turntables into turntables. Uh, I'm taking Dan Evans. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yuma. Yeah, I like. Go, go ahead. Why? Uh because for sure. <laughs> <already> taken. <laughs> No, I mean it's good. It's Russell Crowe is not good in a Western what? film, but Christian Bale carries that. He's uh, okay. He's okay. I think he's better. He's than okay, movie. but Christian Bale is great. At, um, again, like every fucking Christian Bale movie, you believe he's an American, and then when you finally hear him talk like a real person, he's Welsh, and you think it's all a joke. I love how once a year that blows people's minds because he doesn't do interviews. <laughs> like if you go and look at his IMDb, he never does like morning talk shows or anything, or even late night talk shows. I don't know how he gets away. I guess you don't have to if you're famous. But like he's just like that every year we'll win an award and everybody. Christian Bale is British. Like, yeah, we we've been new. Well, it's by the reason Welsh his accent in Ford v Ferrari is so good. <laughs> Speaking it's of, mm-hmm. the dude nails Jack an American accent. Uh, my next uh, pick is Ford v Ferrari. Ah, <laughs> uh, that movie is so fucking good. His performance really good. is so fucking good. Uh. I watched it again the other day. I just love it so much. It didn't get the praise that it deserved. It got a lot of praise, but it deserves more. And then it, it surprisingly won more Academy Awards than I thought it was going to. What did it win? Like three? It won two, two or three, all for like uh, sound and things like that, which it should have. But man, he was him and Damon. Those are movie stars. They were man. fucking cooking, yeah. man. That shit. Yeah. 
That's like an old school. When you talk about movie stars, you were you've said this on Twitter before, Dex. So I hate to steal from you, but it's like when you talk about old school movie stars, like yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like you watch Matt Damon and Christian Bale in that movie, and it's like, sure, they're like nailing a lot of the like technical aspects of acting or whatever, but it's also like, that's Matt Damon and Christian Bale, and it's cool as shit. Like, mm-hmm. and that's super important. They're going sometimes, fast, man. <laughs> That's very. That's just very important. You just you don't need much other than that. Yeah. Just like put them together, let them eat. <laughs> um, yeah, the movie's on HBO Max. My brother and I just popped it on. We were about halfway through it before I had to go propose to Caitlin. I was kind of like, "Do I have time?" <laughs> <laughs> Shout out oh, wow. to uh, what's his name for also being an American Psycho with Christian Bale. Oh yeah, Josh Lucas. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does look ages. exactly the same 19 years later in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my second Glory Road, is a, Glory Road uh, is a great movie. I won't hear any different. Anyway. Uh, speaking of Josh Lucas, watch Beautiful Minds <laughs> this weekend. They attempt to age him from like his 20s to, I guess, like his 50s. And all they do is give him slightly darker hair, but choose to do nothing with his face. And I was like... Oh, so they just somehow time traveled and we recognized get that Josh Lucas will look like Josh Lucas. Uh, what? Sorry, what is your second pick? It's Newsies. <laughs> New- yeah. oh! oh! Which, like, I mean, did you watch Newsies every single day growing up because you fucking loved everything about it? 100% he yeah, took yeah. that exactly. just so he could take she it. He didn't want to trade up for it, so yeah, it got got. trash, but I'm also going to say I know every word to Newsies. <laughs> And I saw it on Broadway three times. You're not. You're. You're not winning. You're so. not. You're not winning here. <laughs> he here. still has the pick, though. Yeah. I don't really care. And I actually do I really like the movie Newsies. Um. Yeah. But I don't know if I've seen it. I had some better picks lined up. I knew this was happening. I, I mean, didn't count on it. Raiden, you'd probably like it. You like yeah. it? It's super cute. You'd probably like it's it. It's cute. Yeah. It's not. You're not gonna like think it's like the greatest movie ever or whatever. It's not. It's definitely like not, I liked it because like, I like musicals. It's good. Like it's. If you like musicals, it's a good time. It's got a few slappers. And it's not the greatest movie of all time, which yes. is Shawshank Redemption. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Thank you, Jake, for, for really just... Jake, what's your pick? Shawshank Redemption is his pick. Uh, because I don't... <laughs> it is. Which Christian, Bale <laughs> Christian Bale as Morgan Freeman was incredible. <laughs> I... <laughs> I will be taking. Uh, I still don't understand the rules of this draft anymore because I feel like it's no. all apart. So I'm just going with my heart now. Uh, I will be taking Quinn Abercrombie from oh Rain God, of Fire. Because <laughs> that fucking movie kicks ass. It's Christian Bale. Uh, you gotta take versus Dragons. You gotta take. You gotta take uh, what was. Um... What was Matthew McConaughey's name in that movie? It's even worse. Oh, yeah. Quinn uh, Abercrombie and, uh, oh, my God. What is that movie? Didn't Dead Van, Van Zandt. Zandt. <laughs> that movie is just one big guitar riff. <laughs> so that movie is one big tap-out oh. shirt. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey has a fucking axe for the whole thing. He dies and also a by tank. Jumping off a, a pillar straight into a dragon's mouth. It's just like, what was the point? 
<laughs> so stupid. <laughs> he has a whole fucking tank in a helicopter, and still he carries around an axe. Incredible. Denton it's Van such a great Zandt movie. And what was it? Quinn Abercrombie? Incredible. Quinn Abercrombie. There's an entire scene where they attempt to pretend like Star Wars was an original <laughs> idea. They jump. They try to catch a dragon by jumping out. <laughs> Of a helicopter on top of it. Like a dragon's not going to know. And one of the guys just hits the ground. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. But hearing y'all describe and, it. I have to watch it. I must. Incredible cinema. <laughs> incredible. It is. It is a bad shit it's insane. Bad, like bad 2001. Movie. It is bad. It's a TNT I movie. I literally think through. that's where it gets its replay value. But dragons actually look incredible. Probably. In it, which is. Ca- no, it's pretty good CGI for what whatever year it came out. Two thousand two. Apparently Wait, on that. It? Apparently on that uh, film set, which is, is a hilarious piece of trivia. Uh, Matthew McConaughey made everyone on the film set call him Denton Van Zant, which is just great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get, into this get character. into that character's mindset. Call me Denton of a bald guy, uh, Mr. McConaughey. Hey, hey. <laughs> Name's Denton. Caitlin, you're a tank. Oh. oh. I'm just going to take it because I don't care that much about Christian Bale. Um, and I have two picks later I think I care more about, but no one's probably going to take. So I'm just going to go ahead and take American Hustle off the board. That movie uh, stinks. I like American <laughs> Hustle. Yeah, I like it does. that movie. I've still never um, seen it. I mean, it's the first time we ever got chubby Christian Bale. I don't think he's Bale. the best character in it, but like I... Bradley Cooper is. Yeah, and like Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence kills it. Um, Bradley Cooper, the greatest director of all time. He's he's good in it. I think it's a good <laughs> film. I'm gonna take it because I need to round out my draft a little bit. <laughs> I remember being so disappointed for the, uh, by that movie after um, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. I was so bored by that movie. They have a worse movie. Bradley Cooper really disappointed with Jennifer Lawrence in that fucking film Serena or whatever. Oh yeah, trash. That tank, that tank didn't even come out. Trash. Um, Best part of that movie is when Bradley Cooper beats up Louis C.K. Never forget. (laughs) Who would have thought? So I'm gonna go with uh, not a great movie, an incredible performance. Vice. Yeah. 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 Tim as Dick Cheney yeah. was just is another one of those things where it's like we could have put a fat suit and makeup on you, but he was like, I'll just gain the weight. That's easier than the makeup. Um, that movie fucking stinks. Yeah, it's uh, so pretentious. It's really bad. But it was so oh, pretentious. The performances themselves weren't the fucking worst. It's just like every. No, I really liked his performance. I thought his performance was really. Well, really what's good. her face as Lynn? Cheney. Amy Adams. Yeah, she does a really good job as Lynn. Um. And I'm kind of torn here because I can go with a better movie and a really good performance. I, I, you know what? I'm going to take this because I don't think that I'll eventually get it because I feel like on the trend that Jake is on right now, I'm going to take The Machinist. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, that, the thing where he does like the body thing where he's like twisting like the, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, you didn't have to do that, but it was... Thank you for doing it for us, Christian. That was awesome. <laughs> because Christian Bale walked, so that way Joaquin yeah. Phoenix could so, run. I'm going to take The Machinist. There's some better films on here, uh, more popular films, but I, I, I really like that performance, and it's really weird and unsettling. And it's like the classic Christian Bale thing, where it's like, 
obviously we didn't need this from you, but we're so glad we have it. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Glad that that exists. He might be the skinniest person that has ever lived. That's it was. That's not mm, true. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not. Didn't Fifty Cent also do a stupid skinny role? I feel like. Am I? Yeah, he did one where he got like leukemia or something. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey also got like fucking tiny, tiny for millionaire i think we can all agree that we've outgrown the need for these movies and these roles it's ridiculous it's silly matthew mcconaughey's thing was like well if i didn't do this it'd be a disservice to this character like "Eh." would it be be? (laughs) although having having just ripped six-pack matthew mcconaughey who is dying from hiv (laughs) in like a weird turn anyway uh, Caitlin, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, you'll have to... Dying in HIV? <laughs> Jeez, Kat, where, where, where are you at right now? American Psycho vibes. That's not what I'm picking. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to pick Little Women. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to try to take that in the fourth. <laughs> it's real deep. I, it's a good pick. I think the original he's better Lori. than Timothy Chalamet by, like, a fucking mile. He is a oh, much more likable, much more like genuinely like sex symbol Lori, which is what you want. Um, I also low key, I really like the new Little Woman, but I like the old Little Woman like a thousand times more. Um, and I maybe that's just because I like Winona Ryder so much, but like I don't know, Christian Bale's so good in it, and like I had such a huge crush on him like for so long, and I was like, why are you rejecting him? He's so cute. <laughs> that's it. Unrelated, related. Speaking of Winona Ryder, a movie I've never watched full way through, Reality Bites, because every time I, I try to watch it, I fall asleep. Bites, and I think it's because of how much is it Ben Stiller? Yeah. Yeah. Ben Stiller annoys the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, Ben Stiller is Reality Bites. Ben Stiller and Ethan Hawke. Shout out H Town. Yeah. That is a stupid Austin film. Um, yeah. yeah. It is. is it me? Back to me. Mm, then it goes to Dex. Play your cards right. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, sorry, I took Rain of yeah, Fire. You're, you're, just you're, like, you're going for the graphic at this point. Terminator Salvation. <laughs> I actually like that. Your um, uh, just so I can actually get in a good award winning performance, I'll take Ooh. Rescue Dawn. Vena Hotzog. Vena Hutzog, um, Christian Bale is a POW escaping uh, in the Vietnam War. He gets shot down. He's very good. I'm not like you crawl through the mud, Christian. Do you think that's okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. <I> <laughs> uh, the effeminate the Warner Herzog. Warner Herzog. A... God, man. Mandalorian was great. Anyway. Uh, um... <laughs> yes, Dex, yes, yes, it was. So, yeah, I'm just going to take these two because I know I can win the Twitter war, um, like the Twitter poll on the draft. So I'm going to just take American Psycho and The Big Short. Okay. I should have taken The Big what did, Short. But what did, Jake, what did you pick? He's, tra- he's vying for those three Rescue retweets. Jake, what did, yeah. Before okay. this, Rescue Dawn. I'm just keeping track. Okay, cool. All right, back up to Jake. Uh, for my last pick because I've already thrown this draft away. Nice. I'm taking oh, Equilibrium, no. a movie, a movie I used to think was extremely intelligent. I was like, ah, oh, this is what the future's gonna be like: repressed emotions, 
And in a way, it kind of is. I love how your thing um, just turned into a bit get... after you took Craven <laughs> Fire. Like, whatever. I mean, because <laughs> Christian Bale is one of those actors that I feel falls in the same category as Michael Sheen. That if you hand over a script, he'll just do it. But that's not true. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of duds in here on this list. He does like two movies a year. Yeah. Maybe earlier in his career. Um, by the way, we get Tay Diggs hunting down Christian Bale, who has emotions. Let me what just more say, do you want in a this movie? movie is the reason that, to this day, I hate Tay Diggs. I cannot stand Tay Diggs, Diggs because of this fucking movie. Just the sight of him makes me so fucking mad. I watched. Tay Diggs is so good in Rent. I watched Rent after watching this movie, so I was just disgusted to see him. And Chicago. (laughs) Him getting his face chopped off by Christian Bale while awesome just made me hate him so much. Like, as a a real person. I I can't explain why. Don't ask me to make sense. It just I just despise Tay Diggs because he got his face chopped off in like three seconds in the final fight of this movie. Holy crap, this has a thirty-three on Metacritic. <laughs> this movie stinks. This <laughs> it's movie not stinks. good. But it has a seven point four am... on IMDb. Apparently people actually like users like the this. The action is like the dumbest, most fun action you've ever seen in your life. Because he's literally just like waving around pistols like it was... nunchucks and shooting people. <laughs> It was, it was a want to be Matrix, post Matrix, but somehow had like a Brave New World 1984 feel um, to it. Did uh, did John Bean die in this movie? Yeah, he did. He does. <laughs> what do they call the martial right. arts in this movie? Was it like gung fu? Gun fu. Gun fu. Gung fu. It's the same gung thing fu. that they use in John Wick. Mm-hmm. But yeah. John Wick was way better. Chirp. All right, Caitlin. Caitlin. I'm taking this movie because I don't care and I'm not 100% sure it counts. Um, but it's Howl's moving, ca- Howl's moving Castle. Um, yeah, the, the American, American dub, dub is actually one of the few anime dubs I think is actually pretty good. Um, they they did some quality work. Emily Mortimer is also really fucking good in it. And Lauren Bacall. Um, I was going to take that as a joke at the very end. <laughs> I, I love House Moving Castle. It's like, I was a big Miyazaki fan as like a kid because like, I don't know. But all my friends were weebs and that was like mainstream weeb. Oh. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think like, it's super cute. Billy Crystal's also really fucking good in that movie and dubs really, really well. Is that a um, Studio Ghibli? Yeah, it's Ghibli? Studio Ghibli. Miyazaki. Um, and Ghibli. yeah, I don't know. It has one of my favorite lines in like ever, like a movie ever, which is just like, you ruined my hair. I'll <laughs> never be beautiful again. <laughs> anyway. Same. That's what I want for rounding out. Everything else mm-hmm. sucked, mm-hmm. so I don't care. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, you got to my... do it, right? Come on, Royden. <laughs> no, he banned no, it at the top it. of the draft. He banned it. Come on, right? He banned it. it. That's it. a first round pick. Uh, we're not allowed. It's not his best performance, though. It's the last pick. I still don't understand still the rules of this game. It. <laughs> it's Mister Irrelevant. Just do it. Just, this is silly. It's not the last. It's not. It's not the last pick. But um, yeah. Okay. It's it's the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. There we go. It's, it, it's the best movie he's been in by far 
Um, I think he is shitted on by Heath Ledger, but I guess that's not saying that much. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's fair, like. Yeah, to it's compare, tough. Because it's just like that's the. But best he's not a good Bruce Wayne, and we had this discussion last week. But I'm just saying, like, it also. I don't know. It's hard when someone else is turning out the best performance probably of the decade. Like, sure. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, we can just give you my, all of the Batman, like the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, yeah you can have fine. every give me, single one. Give me, give me that. That's fine. Um, <laughs> my last pick is Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Good for you. Let's Good see. What that. would my last pick be? Oh, I had it right here. Did... Um, did we pick Empire of the Sun? We did not. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Empire of the Sun. He was young as hell in that movie. He had to carry a Steven Spielberg film. People forget he was a child actor. Mm-hmm. Like Hand chosen by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, that's, I mean, chosen by the guy. I should have picked uh, Mary, Mother of God. Yeah, I was thinking about Mary, Mother that. of Jesus. Hey, he was Jesus. He, of Na- Jesus he was white Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christian Bale playing white Jesus in a t- TV movie is kind of crazy. He is my Lord and Savior, my Heavenly Father. <laughs> Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, There's so many of these movies I just haven't seen. Like, what the fuck is yeah, the that's promise? The issue. I had to pick he was a lot in... of, like, I don't know. I felt strongly about two movies, and then, like, the rest I was like, okay. He also he has a history of playing just Middle Eastern people. He, he was Moses and Exodus gods and kings. Why is he doing so many religious films? Um, out of the furnace, which nobody saw. Which is that about Daniel in the furnace? What are, no, what are no, these? No, no. About? Public Enemies, the most disappointing movie of all time. With Johnny Depp, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. He was a uh, voice yes. in Pocahontas. He is Thomas in Pocahontas. Who um, hot, let's just say, hot animated character. Um, Don't look at me like that, Jake. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> and he's going to be in Thor, Love and Thunder, which I can't wait for. That's my fifth <laughs> um, Also, Hostels, which good. was just long for no reason. I've heard good things about Hostels, but I've never actually watched it. Dope mustache. Uh, and then that weird Netflix uh, Jungle Book film where they all had human faces. Yep. All right, we uh, did it. I'm, I'm not there. The terrible. Bob oh, you don't Dylan like that? Biopic. I figured that would be a movie you would like. It's okay. It's not great. It's all okay. right, guys, we're gonna end this on a whimper. We're at two hours right now. That was American Psycho. I think that may have been some of the deepest discussion that we've had in a long time <laughs> on this podcast, honestly. to be honest. To be honest, we got kind of deep on that one. So enjoy a little bit more in-depth discussion. I feel discussion. like I'm upset with us that we got deep on it because I feel as it's if not, now It's just, not that. Yeah, like, I'm also It's not like, that serious. Now we're those fucking bros that are like, uh, but it's fucking deep. And like, just remember, which I like did a lot of. I turned into a white man. Like. We we also did talk about if this is your first episode, go back to the other thirty one episodes where we, <laughs> we talked about <laughs> Pixar moms and Batman pooping. Like that's like <laughs> that's what we more do. our brand. We're that's not. on brand. We need another guest to make uncomfortable. Absolutely, we're just too comfortable with each other. We'll bring Matt with back. each other. We're just like we've said it all. So do y'all just want to have a normal conversation? <laughs> 
given up on comedy. We're like, let's actually have like a good conversation about like social issues. What is the meaning of ambiguity? Um, what is yeah. the meaning of ambiguity? Yeah, we just we all just are getting really fucking pedantic. Oh. We're all like throwing out definite, like we're going deep. Let me pour myself a scotch and smoke a cigar while we talk about with blood on unsh- my face. Yeah, unsheathing, uh, unsheathing penises and chainsaws for dicks. Go back and listen to it, well, Inglorious we Bastards, kinda... where we're just constantly saying Gorlami. Gorlami. <laughs> that, that was half the Gorlami. podcast. Where like, that was funny. <laughs> Um, all right, so you can find us at uh, the One Take Pod on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and Reddit. You can find us all there, One Take Pod, on all of those things. Follow us, download, rate, subscribe. You can find us at the One One Take Podcast on on. Sorry, blah, 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 blah. you can find us at the One Take Podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. There hasn't been a rating and review in a long time, guys. I know you're listening. We got a lot of downloads this past couple of weeks over the uh, over Batman versus Superman. They came out of the dark for that one. Um, they did. The release of Snyder Cut gang came out of the dark. <laughs> they for were that like so. Spider Man turn on the lights, more like Batman turn on the lights. Likes. <laughs> you want to run that one? I'll give you one more chance. That. <laughs> you, tables and, and it's tables and turns. Turns and, and tables and tables and, tables and turns. <laughs> <laughs> the uh but yeah you can find us on all those platforms please 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 it does help us a lot if you do uh when you listen uh download rate and subscribe especially on itunes and if you listen on spotify which i know a lot of our listeners do please follow us on spotify that will help our algorithm out a lot uh download our episodes on there as well you can find us also at one take send us an email at one take podcast show at gmail.com that's one take podcast show at gmail.com again this will be uploaded on youtube here coming along with our past uh batman versus superman episode very very quickly dex what are we doing hashtag support florence Pugh. hashtag don't do crime hashtag i do comedy hashtag turn to turn tables <laughs> the <laughs> tables be turning because they're turntables that turn on <laughs> tables <laughs> alright <laughs> alright guys we're out we out <laughs>